Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For cables, connectors, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And buy the ham station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 67. CQDX Hall of Fame inductee Jerry Rosilius, uh, WB9Z, recorded live on Thursday, June 1st, 2017. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we are joined by Jerry, WB9Z, and uh, we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Uh, if the audio sounds a little different tonight, I uh, don't have uh, all the usual processing and everything. Uh, I'm, I'm actually on a uh, spur-of-the-moment setup uh, on Julie's kitchen table with the laptop and a microphone. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had uh, an unexpected uh, trip um, over to uh, Cincinnati today. Um, Julie's cat, uh, had to be put down from cancer and some, uh, intestinal blockage. And, uh, so I wasn't expecting to, to not be home, but, uh, threw everything in and I think we've got everything working and the internet seems to be holding up. So, uh, my apologies if, if we have some, uh, technical problems tonight. Um, if that does happen, we'll, we'll get things rescheduled with Jerry, but so far everything's working great. So we'll uh, we'll keep on rolling here as long as it does. Well, last week on the show, Tom Vinson, NY0V, was here to talk about the search for Amelia Earhart and uh, the ties to Ham Radio in that search. So if you missed that show, just go over to hamtalklive.com or um, one of the podcasting services, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud. And we're also over on YouTube. You can check out that show on demand and a couple of notes before we get started first of all our friend christian k0sth over at 100 watts and a wire is sponsoring another operating event that's one's called tune up it's a chance for you to test out some things before field day so tune up runs june 10th and 11th on the hf bands there are no rules it's not a contest it's just a chance to 
get out there and try out some of that gear before field day. So if you have a 100 watts to wire ID number, you can exchange that. If you don't, you can go to 100wattsatawire.com and sign up for one and do that or, or just go without it would be fine too. Um, so good luck to uh, Christian on that event. And speaking of field day, Sean Kutzko, KX9X, will be here again this year, just like uh, last year, the Thursday before field day to take your last-minute questions. So if you have any questions that you want answered about field day, um, Sean will be here, and uh, again, that's the Thursday right before field day, uh, June 22nd. So uh, be sure to tune in for that and call in with your your questions and and maybe even a field day story or two um, here on the show. Uh, Ham Nation, I was going to mention the 300th episode special event, but that actually ended uh, at midnight. but if you uh, participated in that and you need the rules, go over to QRZ.com and look up Whiskey Zero Hotel, W0H, over at QRZ.com. And it'll tell you all the information about uh, how to get your certificates and all that kind of thing. So uh, congratulations uh, to them on their 300th show and the special event station, or the special event actually running uh, several stations. So uh, congratulations to them. Well, let's uh, get on our way here. Get your questions ready to go for Jerry. Uh, we're going to talk to Jerry a little bit and uh, find out a little bit about this award and some of the stuff he's done. And then you'll have a chance to call in and chat with us. Uh, the telephone number is 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can call us on Skype. You can use Skype to get us. The username is HamTalkLive. And uh, you can also tweet us. Uh, our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive. So you can try any and all of those to uh, get through to us tonight. And I'll be back with Jerry right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a Ham Fest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and ham sticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro products. And don't miss their 0% off sale going on now. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com. Proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Two antennas met on a roof, fell in love, and got married. The ceremony wasn't much, but the reception was excellent. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Hey, thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show to help bring you Ham Talk Live. 
Coming up this weekend, we'll be at Princeton, Illinois at HamFest there, June 4th. June 10th, we'll be at Newberry, Michigan. June 18th, Monroe, Michigan. And July 8th, we'll be in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. Or you can give them a call at 920-435-2973 or visit their website at pl-259.com and tell them you heard it right here on Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen to the archive on the website or download it from most popular podcasting sites. Jerry... Resilius WB9Z is a well-known contester, DXer, and a member of many of the top 10 DXpedition teams. He's worked 315 countries on 160 meters from his home in central Illinois. Jerry has all countries confirmed across the other bands with 357 overall, including five band worked all zones on 80 through 10. And number five in the USA with all 40 zones on 160. Uh, Jerry has over 3,080 band countries confirmed with well over 300 countries confirmed on each of the nine bands 160 through 10 with 122 on six meters. Uh, he works all bands between 160 and 70 centimeters and has a pretty massive antenna farm with 10 towers. Uh, Jerry's license um, was uh, earned back in 1971 at the age of 16. And his first call sign, WN9HAD, and then uh, when they made the change to uh, off of the end calls, it was WB9HAD. And then WB9Z since 1988. He's made the top 10 or better in the U.S. on the CQ and ARRLDX contest, WPX, 160-meter and 10-meter contest, the IARUHF World Championship, and the VHF Plus contest, and has won the Central Division several times in the sideband sweepstakes. He's a member of the Society of Midwest Contesters, as well as many other organizations. And Jerry says he enjoys uh, taking equipment, coax, and antennas overseas where he operates, um, then leaves it with some of the ro- local radio operators to use. And uh, just two weeks ago at Dayton, he was inducted into the CQDX Hall of Fame. So, Jerry, thanks for joining us on Ham Talk Live tonight. Yeah, hi, Neil. Uh, thanks for having me, and it's uh, my pleasure and honor to be here uh, this evening. Well, at, at Hamvention this year, um, and and I have to admit, I, I got word a, a little early that that was going to happen, uh, actually after I talked to you, but um, you were surprised to uh, to learn there at the uh, the DX banquet that you were inducted into the CQ DX Hall of Fame. So, so tell us how you found out about it and how the uh, ceremony went. Well, uh, I had kind of like heard a rumor, uh, you know, before, but I really didn't find out till the, uh, the ceremony or the DX dinner. So, you know, I was pretty shocked because there's so many deserving, uh, of this very prestigious, uh, award, you know, the, um, the DX hall of fame, they only give, uh, two of those out every year. And there's only like 70, uh, um, 70, um, members on 
the DX Hall of Fame. So uh, um, I was I was quite uh, quite shocked, but uh, everything went really well. I got up there and kind of stumbled through a few things, and uh, and my 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 talk was pretty short. And everybody was glad of that, so uh, they didn't have to, uh, you know, hear me uh, go on and on about a bunch of stuff. Okay, now, if you watched The Big Bang Theory by chance, Jerry, I, I didn't ask uh, you about this. Uh, occasionally. Occasionally. Okay, well, there was this one episode where, where the guy gets up to accept the award, Sheldon, and, and, and starts singing the periodic table song in front of everybody. So, so you didn't get up there and sing in front of everybody, did you? No, I know better than no. that. <laughs> that would that would empty the place really quickly. Oh my! Well, yeah, that you know that that may not have been the, the greatest thing. We'll leave we'll leave the singing to Ward. Um, I know uh, you've got some people that you want to uh, thank. Um, you mentioned that uh, as we were uh, getting ready for the show. So. Uh, if you'd like to to thank some of those people uh, who uh, supported you for this, uh, why well, go ahead and, and talk a little bit about that? Well, thanks, uh, Neil. I I want to first of all I want to thank uh, Dr. Ralph Fedor, Casero Italy Radio. Uh, he introduced me at the dinner and he said a really lot of good things and uh, about me and I was uh, I was uh, you know very very. Um, uh, taken by all of that. I want to thank uh, CQ Magazine and uh, N2OO, uh, Bob. And then, of course, I want to uh, thank uh, Scott Wright, our, our friend, uh, Kayserol, uh Mike Delta. Uh, I believe he was, uh, you know, organized a campaign to get me inducted. So I want to uh, thank Scott a lot. And then, and then my uh, good friend, uh, Glenn W0GJ and Bob K4UEE, who I've traveled with these guys, you know, on, on many expeditions. They're, they're super guys. Uh, they also uh, wrote some letters, uh, you know, in, in my uh, uh, supporting me. And then uh, I also believe there are some clubs uh, that uh, wrote in letters, uh, like the uh, Rochester uh, DX and Contest Club, the Mis- Missouri DX and Contest Contest Club, the Twin City DX Association, uh, the Southeast DX Club, the Metro DX Club, uh, that's in uh, in Chicago, and I belong to that, and I also belong to the uh, Greater Milwaukee DX Association, and they uh, also uh, uh, helped out with the letters, so I just wanted to kind of include that in there early. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh lot of nominations uh there and a lot of uh, support and uh that that chief instigator of that uh, k0md you got to watch out for that guy so um so he uh he, he will uh i i think he, he might be able to sell refrigerators to eskimos i'm not sure but uh he he can uh really promote ham radio and that, that's one of the things he's good at and so i'm glad he was um, he was in support of you because you've you've done an awful lot of of great things on the DX front, and one of those things is um, DXpeditions and, and your uh, contributions to DXing. You've got every DXCC entity except North Korea on CW. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's right. I, I I've worked uh, North Korea back in I believe it was two thousand one on uh, sideband. I actually worked uh, worked him twice, once on ten meters and once on fifteen. But uh, the North Koreans did not let him operate uh, CW. 
So I, I don't. I, there's only a few uh, a few stations in the world that have North Korea on CW, and I think just about everybody in, in the United States needs it on CW. Uh, so I'm one of them. Yeah. Well, now that you've talked to all these places, you you go to these places and operate from them. So um, you, you've been on several of the top ten ones. Uh, why don't we run down that list of of the de-expeditions that you've been able to to go on yeah i've been on seven uh, expeditions that were um voted uh, de-expedition of the year so the first one i'm, I'm not going to mention the uh the ones in the caribbean because those were like contest uh, expeditions and uh but uh the first one back in um i believe it was 1999 was on christmas island in the indian ocean and also uh, Cocos Keeling in the Indian Ocean. Uh, those were uh, VK9XX and VK9YY. And then also uh, in 2001, um, I, I operated from uh, Spratly in the uh, South China Sea. And that was 9 Mike, 0 Mike. And then I kind of took a break from uh, traveling and made uh, a whole bunch of trips down to PJ2T, uh, Papa Japan 2 Tango, down on Curacao and did a lot of uh, operating from down there, contesting and uh, doing tower and antenna work and stuff. I believe <clears throat> I believe I made 16 trips down there. And then uh, got back into uh, DXing, um, uh, de-expeditioning in uh, 2009 and... Um, uh, I talked to W talked to K four U E E Bob into uh, letting me uh, go along to Desacheo, and Desacheo was in the top ten. That was K five D, and then Dr. Ralph Fedor um, K zero I R invited me to go to uh, South Orkney, and that's in the uh, Antarctic uh, region down there. VP eight O R K. And then uh, after that, it was Malpelo, which was off of Columbia. That's that thousand-foot rock that sticks out of the Pacific Ocean. That's uh, really, uh, really a rugged place, and it's super hot too. After that, it was Swain's Island in the Pacific, and that place was super hot, super humid, and uh, I saw insects there that I didn't even know existed. And uh, that I was uh, really glad after two weeks on that island to, uh, you know, to uh, to leave. And then after that, it was uh, Wake Island, and I think a lot of us remember uh, Wake Island, uh, where the uh, historic uh, World War II battleground was. We uh, we operated from there as uh, K9W, and after that, um, uh, in early 2014, was Amsterdam Island, and I was gone from home for seven weeks on that trip. Uh, that was uh, nine days at sea from Western Australia. Um, and of course, nine days back from the island, and that was that was a rough ride. And after that, it was Navassa down in the uh, in the Caribbean. I was uh, very fortunate to be on the first helicopter flight in, and the last helicopter uh, flight off of uh, Navassa. And at the time, Navassa was uh, number one or number two on the most wanted list, depending on what part of the world uh, you were. Uh, you were uh, filling out the most uh, wanted list, so it was it was right up there, either number one or number two, and then the uh, the last one is um, was uh, Palmyra, and that was in the Pacific also. So uh, there's there's quite a list there, and uh, I got one coming up uh, soon, but I think we'll uh, mention that maybe a little bit uh, down the road there. 
Yeah, well, we'll we'll switch that up. Go ahead and, and talk about uh, the one that you're uh, you're working on right now. Well, the the one coming up is uh, Bouvet, and uh, I think a lot of people uh, need Bouvet. Um, it's number two on the most wanted list, and Bouvet is going to happen in uh, early 2018, and uh, that's down in the. Uh, Antarctic region. It's about a thousand miles uh, north of uh, Antarctica, but it's uh, it's a really uh, desolate rock. Uh, uh, it's been many many years since it's been on the air. Um, we're taking a, a a big team down there, twenty operators and uh, a pretty large ship, two helicopters, um, and it quite. It's probably going to be one of the most expensive de expeditions of all time. Our budget is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So, wow. Um, yeah, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, some of the expeditions I've been on the past in the past were like uh, three and four hundred thousand, and that was you know obviously a lot. But this one, this one is very expensive because uh, um, you know we got uh, we got a lot of danger involved and. Uh, we want to make sure nobody gets hurt, so that's why we're taking uh, two helicopters and a and a large boat, and uh, it just uh, it's it's a safety factor uh, thing. And uh, I, I've uh, been in a tower and antenna business for uh, over forty years. I'm all about safety, and everybody else is too. And uh, you know, we want to be able to uh, to get everybody on and off the island safely. And uh, you know, we got a we got a pretty large uh, ship that's going to be chartered to. Uh, to get us down there, stay with us, and get us back. So if anybody's interested, our website is Bouvet, that's B-O-U-V-E-T-D-X, all one word, dot O-R-G. And uh, if anybody's interested in, in helping us out with a donation, you can do that right on the website. Very good. And we had uh, Ralph on talking about that trip uh, on an earlier episode, too. So if you want to know more about the uh, Bouvet trip, you can uh, check out that episode uh, with Ralph uh, right here on Ham Talk Live, um, and we're hoping to uh, to do some updates from uh, from that trip once we get there. We'll we'll talk more about that when we get uh, closer uh, to time, but uh, we're hoping to to kind of get uh, get a few updates on how that is going, and uh, of course uh, they can use the uh, donations. So uh, make sure you you visit the site and. And help them out if you can to do that. Um, now, one of the things that I saw on um, the uh, Bouvet the uh, Expedition Twitter account here just a few days ago, I, I think uh, I think it was Ralph uh, on there uh, was was talking about the choice of helicopter that uh, I guess a, a one engine helicopter is not the safest option. And so he was talking about having a, a two-engine uh, helicopter for the safety thing you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I believe the original helicopter was just a single-engine uh, 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 chopper. And, you know, can you imagine uh, being stuck on Bouvet? Uh, the helicopter uh, broke uh, and can't take off, and you got a team of 20 on the island uh, ready to be extracted and uh, – and, uh, it's uh th- this is a lot uh this is a lot uh, uh more safe uh, i i feel i feel 100% better about the whole thing now that we have uh, two helicopters and actually four engines yeah that's the way to go uh, always 
always good to have a backup, and um, that's that's uh, kind of scary. Now, I remember a, a similar de-expedition uh, from um, one that, that's kind of close to my heart because, uh, one, Gary Stouter, K9SG, was the uh, uncle of one of my students at, at school, and, and we were able to talk to him while he was down there, and also... The video that kind of inspired uh, Patrick Lissandru, uh the Young Ham of the Year, and, and a bazillion other awards, that was kind of what got him started on on that path. Uh, was that you know they had to leave some people behind on the island with that chopper. Uh, they they couldn't get the chopper from the island back to the boat enough times, and uh, had to leave some people behind. That that's pretty scary when you're out there in the middle of nowhere yeah i believe uh uh three uh three maybe four uh guys had to uh spend uh, an extra night on the island uh, um the uh, the weather turned bad and the um the the the, the helicopter uh, c- couldn't fly safely it was getting late in the day kind of thing so i believe they were stuck uh on the island for an extra day and i know gary very well as a matter of fact i've done some contests with him down at pj2t and i've operated with gary from uh Desicheo, malpalo and maybe somewhere else but gary's a good friend of mine also k9 uh, uh, sierra golf yeah, and and we always tease him about his his Hamvention parking story, but we'll we'll save that for another time. So one last thing here before we take a break, and then we do have some uh, tweets that have already come in, and and so we'll get to those and uh, the phone calls. Uh, but before I go, what's your strategy to get that North Korea checked off? Um, I have no strategy. Just live long enough to do it. <laughs> it may take would, a long time the way it, things it are may. going over there. It, it, yep. it may never. It may never happen. I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad I have it for the mixed uh, DXCC award and the and the sideband or phone DXCC award because, um, you know, CW. It looks like is going to be a long, long time if if ever. Now, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine the pileups. I mean, we just had, you know, I know uh, Val mentioned uh, that you had said that the pileups for this uh, Ham Nation 300 thing were, were probably as as big as some of the pileups you've had on some of these de-expeditions. Can you imagine the pileup when North Korea goes on the air? It's it's going to be it's going to be a wild time. There's no question about it, and you know that's why we like to take a big team to kind of you know spread out the activity on multiple bands and multiple modes. So you know, like one guy going there or two guys going there, it's it would be really really uh, really a, a zoo or a mess. Yep, I, I I just can't even imagine that, but maybe one of these days we'll we'll get to find out. Well, it's uh, time to pay a couple of bills here, but uh, we'll be back and we'll take your calls uh, with Jerry, WB9Z, right after this message from the Ham Station right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by the Ham Station. For over 37 years, the Ham Station has sold new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to hams everywhere. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Ham Station carries...
carries all the major brands like Icom, Yezu, and Kenwood. And they have a wide selection of radio scanners, MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, amplifiers by Mirage and Ameritron, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online ordering is at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373 to place an order and talk it over with the experts. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Oh, baby, you put a 5-9 in my logbook. Now enjoy more Ham Talk Live. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Hey, the Ham Station. It's the best ham radio store in Evansville, Indiana. They have you covered for both new and used equipment. Give Dan or Jeff a call. 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. Tell them you heard it. Right here on Ham Talk Live. We're on here every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. HamTalkLive.com. Check out our Facebook page, Twitter feed, and Instagram. Just search for Ham Talk Live. So it's time for your calls. If you have a question for Jerry, give us a call. 812-NET-HAM-1 is the phone number. 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype us. Uh, Just look for Ham Talk Live on Skype. You'll see the little Ham Talk Live logo there. And you can also tweet us at Ham Talk Live. And uh, we've got a couple of those. And the first one is from Troy Simpson, W9KVR. He says, hi, Jerry and Neil. Just uh, finished a track cookout and tuned in. Big thanks to Jerry for helping us out at uh, the school, which uh, Troy also teaches at a school and does ham radio over in Watsika, Illinois, is where he is, um, and helping... Uh, Get the D expeditions in the log. K5D was uh, their first and quite memorable. So that's uh, from Troy. Oh yeah, I, re- I remember that um, um, contact. Um, I think I was I was uh, I was operating. Uh, I forget what band it was, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was a memorable contact. And we also have a tweet here from our friend, Dr. Scott Wright, K0MD, who says, first, congratulations on being recognized for uh, this outstanding uh, honor. And uh, the letter from Dr. Ralph Fedor really summarized how your character and integrity qualified you uniquely uh, for this honor. And uh, he wants you to uh, share with us what got you interested in de-expeditions and de-exing. And then I've got a a follow-up, but let's take that one first. Well, uh, that's a good question, Scott. Uh, What got me interested probably has to go way back to the, uh, you know, the early 70s and finding these old uh, QSTs and going to the House DX, uh, you know, articles and looking at the pictures of these, uh, you know, exotic locations around the world. And these guys got towers and antennas or, or verticals, you know, set up on the beach. And, you know, that was that was it, man. That uh, that was even before I had a novice license, uh, I was intrigued, intrigued by uh, de-expeditioning. And then like... Um, Probably after that, uh, reading Don Miller's uh, uh, a book, 
and then following Don Miller when he was writing for uh, for CQ at the time and writing about all of his travels and the expeditions and stuff. I think that was where uh, you know I really got uh, started and uh, um, thinking at least at least thinking about uh, traveling around and and DXing and 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 also uh, after that contesting. And work in uh, DX uh, contest, and you know a lot of these uh, exotic places on during a DX contest, uh, and these guys having big pileups where I didn't have a big pileup at home, and you know that's uh, that's kind of that was kind of my early days uh, uh, thinking about de-expeditioning. All right, and then the other question here is: What lessons would you share with new DXers? about being successful working you on the de-expeditions? Um, that's a good uh, good question, too. Um, you know, with the new technology, if you got a um, um, an SDR radio or any, any radio with a, um, um, a, a band scope, uh, if you're looking at the pileup, you look, look for holes where there's nobody calling – or go to the top of a of the pileup. Um, that sometimes, you know, when when we're tuning around and trying to get a call, lots of times um, myself and others will maybe go to the top of the pileup. The top of the pileup isn't um, quite as uh, you know intense, and uh, you might be able to pull somebody's call or a partial call out from the top of a pileup. And I've always had uh, you know good luck with that, and it always helps to be loud. <laughs> so, you know, uh, whatever you can, you know, uh, get a, get a big amplifier and get big antennas. Yeah. Uh, bigger guns, uh, always seem to help get through the pileup. So, uh, that's some, uh, some good information there. 812-NET-HAM-1 is the phone number, 812 638 4261 or you can tweet us uh, like these guys did at uh, ham talk live um, or if you're uh, on the website actually you can uh, even enter something on chat that's what troy did um, so give us a call or a tweet here at 812 net ham one uh, for your questions with uh, jerry wb9z uh, recently inducted into the cqdx hall of fame uh, while we're waiting on the calls here, uh, let's talk a little bit about your, your station. Uh, you've got uh, a pretty impressive antenna farm there. and uh, So tell us a little bit about your contest station. And then uh, what is the strategy to getting Val off the radio long enough to actually use it? Uh, let me the, uh, let me uh, answer the last question first. We hardly ever uh, fight over a radio because we got uh, two, sometimes three rigs set up here, and multiple amplifiers, and bandpass filters, and you know antenna switching. Uh, we normally can't share an antenna, but we can you know share all the receiving antennas, which is nice. So, uh, you know, we, we, we normally don't have any issues, uh, um, you know, DXing, um, and fighting over, fighting over the radio. <laughs> at least it, it, at least it hasn't happened recently that I rem- remember. Jerry, Jerry, I want to tell you, that was a very, very smart answer. Okay. That's, uh, that, that, was, multi- that was very good. 
Okay, multiple radios and multiple amps and with 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 bandpass filters. <laughs> so, um, you want want me to mention? So, yeah, the, just a little bit about this about your station. What you have? Well, the uh, the antenna farm. Um, you know, I've, I've been out here since uh, uh, this is my grandparents' farm. So uh, I've been out here since like 1983. And, um, so I, I just didn't build this overnight. Um, all the towers here are, are, were used and, you know, I, I took them down and moved them, put them up and stuff, all the coax out here. And I got some big coax, uh, to, um, you know, everything from half inch to inch and five eight celiacs. I didn't buy any of that. I, I removed it from cell sites and stuff because that's kind of my, uh, one of my businesses, and uh, so I got, you know, big, big coax all over the place. But uh, I've gone through several generations of antennas over the years because I started out with, you know, commercial antennas. And they would only last so long because uh, we're, we seem to be uh, in, in an in a ice, icing uh, area here. We have plenty of ice. Uh, we're only, you know, 80 miles south of uh, Lake Michigan and stuff. And when you get a low-pressure system uh, in uh, sometimes in the wintertime and you get a lot of rain, it uh, it's, it seems a way we, we get plenty of ice down here. So I'm on my third or fourth generation of uh, Yaggies. All, all the Yaggies, or most of the Yaggies now at least, are all custom-built. They're very heavy. Um, so... Um, I we I'll start out with 80 and 160. We we got 160 foot uh, vertical on 160, and and also works on 80 meters. Uh, on 40, there's a uh, four element full sized uh, Yagi at 140 feet, and we also have several uh, wires on 40. On 20 meters, uh, we can choose uh, from five different uh, uh, 20 meter monobanders. Um, and on 15, we have uh, six over six on 15, 10 meters. There's a uh, seven, ele- seven element uh, monoband Yagi. Uh, I have multiple uh, big tri banders um, that can be used for, uh, you know, in uh, different directions uh, during a contest. Uh, you just switch to it, you don't have to rotate, uh, you know, the big array around. I um, also got uh, Yagis on 12, 17, and 30 meters. On six meters, we have a ten element, a nine element, and a six element uh, Yagi on six meters. So uh, we got three Yagis, which is nice uh, during a VHF contest, which we're actually getting ready for. Uh, you know, which is uh, the this the, the weekend after this coming. And then on two meters, two twenty two and uh, four thirty two, we got some uh, pretty good sized Yagis way up in the, uh, high in the air uh, also. So. And there's there's a lot of maintenance involved with this, but it's uh, it's all worth it. And and what rigs are you are you using? Um, we got a little bit of everything. Uh, we got a ICOM uh, seventy eight fifty one, uh, a Flex uh, sixty seven hundred with a Maestro and a K three S that came back from Paul Myra, and uh, we use that uh, also. So got a little bit of everything here. All right, very good. 812-NAT-HAM-1 is the phone number, 812-638-4261, or give us a tweet at HamTalkLive, or you can comment in the chat as well. We've got just a couple of minutes left, so we've got time for one more. If you uh, want to chime in here with uh, Jerry, WB9Z. Um, so uh, one question that I usually ask uh, all the de-expeditioners that uh, come on the show uh, you know, it, it seems like these 
locations, because they're so rare, it's usually because it's someplace really, really hot or really, really cold. So which one would you pick? Uh, I thought about that, um, and uh, I think it's a toss-up because you know, the, the cold locations uh, usually involve a long boat ride to get there, and those long boat rides uh, involve uh, you know some seasickness. <laughs> so, and then the really hot locations, and I've been in a couple places where we uh, we uh, measured. Uh, temperatures approaching 120 degrees and i believe i believe on uh, malpela we might even have uh, measured 126 degrees but i'm not 100 sure of that i know it was at least 120 and um and on swain's island it was it was a hundred and 116 or so and 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 after after 11 o'clock in the in the morning, uh, you really didn't want to even go out in the sun. You just kind of hung out underneath the, uh, the trees, tried to stay in the shade. Uh, but the, you know, it rained, you know, every afternoon. So the humidity was high. And then at night, the insects would just pretty much eat you alive. So it's kind of a toss up, but, um, you know, this Bouvet expedition coming up, it's, it's going to be cold. It's going to be extremely windy. Um, Dr. Glenn W0GJ says he's been kind of studying the weather down there, and it looks like there's about a storm down there, a windstorm, like every uh, uh, 300 out of 365 days out of the year, the uh, the wind is screaming down there. And uh, so we get, we're going to have to fight the wind and the ice and the cold. So Bouvet may um, may probably uh, be, the, be the roughest expedition I'll, I'll ever be on. And you're still going. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> I just sent off another check uh, um, a couple days ago, uh, another uh, payment check. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm still serious. Yeah, still, still in it. All right. Well, very good. That that's uh, that's interesting stuff. And uh, I know you you've gone around and, and talked to a lot of. Uh, clubs and a lot of ham fests about contesting um we talked a little bit about you know what you would say to a beginning dxer uh anything different that you would go for the uh, contest crowd well uh that's a that's another good question uh you know after you get your first radio and you're happy with your first radio and you know if you're on a limited budget and stuff and instead of buying an amplifier put your money into the antennas um you know and, and, uh, increase uh, your antenna um arsenal first for you know for your contesting uh and uh, and then if you still got an, some extra money left over buy an amplifier so and then for experience wise I, um, I like to say operate uh, every contest that you can, even if you only put in like, put in, in like a few hours. And, um, and, and don't forget the uh, state QSO parties. Val just got a really nice plaque for, from um, uh, the Pennsylvania QSO party. So there's, there's a lot of plaques out there. I, I actually sp- sponsor a plaque for the Indiana uh, QSO party because uh, a friend of mine who's uh, now a silent, silent key uh, had some property down in Perry, 
Prairie County, Indiana, and uh, he, uh, him and uh, his buddies went down there and uh, did the Indiana QSO party every year. So to honor him, I, uh, I um, um, donate a plaque uh, in his memory. So don't forget the, uh, you know, don't forget the, uh, all the contests, operate all of them you can. And then find a local contest club. Uh, you know, find somebody that wants to help you out. And uh, what better place is a, a local contest club? And then try and uh, join a regional contest club. Like in our region here, it's the Society of Midwest Contesters. And uh, we have a, uh, the Society of Midwest Contesters has a, um, you know, a yearly uh, meeting. It's a whole weekend. And, uh, it's, uh, we have, uh, lots of, uh, presentations going on and, uh, there's, there's a lot of, lot of, uh, information gets exchanged. And All then right. if you're going to really- have to stop you, Jerry, we're, we're out of time here, but, uh, thanks for coming on the show. It's Jerry WB9Z. Thanks for, uh, tuning in next week. Bryant Rascal, KG5 HVO, a 13 year old CW op and, uh, check out hamtalklive.com. Seven, three.